Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash etm. I got a question for you. What is your biggest money worry? Is it not having enough money to pay off your student loan? Or maybe you're in a mortgage that's way over your head right now. Or maybe you're just trying to figure out how to quit your job and be a stay-at-home parent. Sure, you can win the lotto. What about something as simple as earning passive income from the extra space you have in your home right now? Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Gaines. It will expand your brain. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? 
Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. This podcast episode totally fascinates me. Joseph Woodbury is the CEO and co-founder of a company called Neighbor.com and literally blew my mind while we were recording this episode. His company has a seemingly basic concept. You rent out the extra space in your home to people who need affordable and local storage space, and you earn passive income, and everybody's happy. But the bigger picture here, that's what is really intriguing to me. It's that companies like Neighbor are not only providing a much-needed service, but they're also helping you solve your biggest money worry. What if we were just a few storage boxes away from paying off your student loans or funding your emergency fund or reaching whatever money dream you have right now? To me, that's, I think that's so exciting. Let's jump in and see what Neighbor is all about. So Joseph, I am so excited to have you join us on the podcast today. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks so much for having us on. We love it. I know something that you're passionate about, which is, of course, something I'm passionate about as well, is the financial burden of home ownership with the average mortgage debt somewhere around $200,000. That's a, a lot of money for a lot of people. How do you think this burden of home ownership is impacting people on their financial journey? Are you seeing this really hold people back? Oh, absolutely. And and it's interesting. I think we kind of have a unique perspective uh, where we sit in the market in that we've really seen two different ways that this affordable housing crisis is affecting Americans. Uh, and, and I think most you know, news media organizations that are covering this have only really seen, you know, the mortgage problem, the fact that there's, you know, you just really yes. can't afford to buy a home anymore. But there's kind of an interesting dynamic going on in that it's it's causing people to respond in two different ways. Um, and, and the first is the one you hear the most about, and that is that people, you know, they, 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 have you know their family they have a certain amount of stuff they need a home to to be able to fit all of that and so what they do is they go find someone willing to give them a mortgage and then they're saddled to this mortgage in a home they can't afford for the next like 30 years right yep um and and they may have you know the space they need but then there's there's this huge subset of the population that often gets ignored that is responding to this uh, affordable housing crisis and saying, you know what, I just can't do it. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get a home that's, you know, that I can't afford. And so what they do is they end up getting a home or an apartment that's too small for their <laughs> home, for their family or, and their belongings. And more and more, you're seeing people subsidize that reality with storage units. Sure. Um, it's cheaper per square foot to go to these expensive storage facilities and pay 400 bucks a month for a storage unit. And that's what they do. Um, and so 
they would prefer to have all these belongings in their house with them, but instead, you know, they buy a smaller house and, and these things are sitting, you know, 20 minutes across town in a storage facility. I actually like that reality. I mean, not so much. I had a storage facility for quite some time and it was it was very expensive. But I like that people are pushing back a little bit on so maybe this idea of buying an you know super expensive home and then not being able to afford the things I like to do in life like maybe that's not really the american dream i think it's it's great to see that people are at least taking a pause to really think about does that make sense for me for my family etc yeah it, it is because and and the terrible thing about this is that people are being forced to make that choice. Uh, exactly. Yes. You know, between giving up things that they value um, and uh, financial responsibility. Uh, but, you know, I, I do think we're seeing a movement towards more financial responsibility in, in the country where people are, are, you know, maybe it's because of the technology that's enabled us to, have insights into our finances and really keep track of them. Uh, things like mint and other things that people are saying, you know, what? I, I just can't afford certain things. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then of course the whole, uh, evolution revolution, whatever you want to call it of the gig economy, where people are able now to make money doing so many different things and whether it's, a full-time job or it's just to subsidize housing costs or living costs or whatever it may be. I think it's it's a really interesting, exciting time. You know, what do you think why do you think this trend, I guess I should say, has as evolved? And do you do you see this continuing on, like just getting more and more robust? Yeah, certainly. You mentioned the gig economy. The gig economy's been interesting because on the one hand, it's provided this phenomenal access to, you know, non-traditional career income. Right, uh, yeah. So you can, you know, I can start tomorrow driving for Uber and be earning, uh, you know, a good amount of money on that. And I can rent out my home on Airbnb. The thing, though, that we haven't necessarily figured out yet and that I think people are starting to reckon with is that, Many of these gig economy solutions do take time. You know, it takes time to drive around an Uber. <laughs> and that's time that you're not spent working at, a, you know, a primary job or, or, you know, it's time not spent doing something else. Same thing if you're, if you drive for DoorDash or, or uh, deliver for, you know, Postmates. And, and then solutions like Airbnb are phenomenal also. But there's only so many people that have access, I think, to the Airbnb solution because you're really giving up living space. And, you know, in an affordable housing crisis, who has excess living space? Only people that are in a comfortable housing situation. You have the luxury to be able to rent out, you know, living space without, you know, really feeling the effects themselves. And it requires a lot of maintenance, right? For sure. Yeah. It's a high revolving thing. You have a customer come, they stay a couple nights in your Airbnb, and then 
you know, two days later, you got to go find another customer and it's constant customer acquisition and then cleaning up after them. And so I, I think we're, the, the gig economy has like overall been a huge, huge net positive to the economy. It's provided flexibility and, uh, you know, freed people from the traditional system, but we're still looking for the perfect gig economy solutions. Yeah, I think that's like a really good point that we don't think about. I mean, even driving Uber or Lyft, I mean, I live in Los Angeles, so the thought of driving for like four or five plus hours a day in traffic just for me, it's, you know, <laughs> it would make me go like completely insane. And then the idea of renting out a room in my house and having strangers in there all the time would just be, for me, it would just be something weird. But besides that, there's, there's so many costs, you're right, that go into a lot of these. Uh, alternate ways of making money that I think on, at the beginning, it looks like a big shiny package. And then as you dig into it, it's like, okay, you know, uh, maybe it's not so great. Right. Well, and, you know, that leads me to really talk about the company you started, Neighbor.com, which when I heard about you, I thought, well, this is really interesting, you know, a peer-to-peer self-storage company, because it's kind of solving all of these different problems in one package. Like I said, you know, my husband and I had rented a storage space a few years ago and it was really expensive. It was very inconvenient and there weren't many options for us. So I'd love to hear a little bit about like, how did you come up with this idea? So, you know, there's, there's three co-founders, myself and, and two of my, you know, Good, good friends. And my co-founder Preston actually had the exact same experience that I think you had. He, before Neighbor, he filmed large documentaries for big corporations and, and humanitarian orgs. And he was uh, flying down to South America to film a documentary for a, a big humanitarian organization that helps farmers down there. But since he was going to be gone for four months out of the country, he needed a storage unit and started looking into the industry and looking for a storage unit. And, you know, everything was full. No one could take him. And the people that could were, you know, a 30 minute drive away and they cost, you know, hundreds of dollars a month. And he was finally just like, this sucks. Like, I'm not going to do this. (laughs) (laughs) And found a friend uh, and stored in his garage. And he left for the summer and came back. And when he came back, he was like, wow, that was such a better solution. It was a lot cheaper. It saved me a lot of money. I felt a lot safer because it was in a neighborhood that I knew it was comfortable with. It wasn't one of these industrially zoned storage facilities that gets broken in. Like one in five True, storage yeah. facilities gets broken into every Really? Year. One in five because they're honeypots, right? You know, there's yes. low security. They're in bad areas of town. And That's crazy because I, I mean, I would think that the selling feature of a storage facility is better security, but that, that statistic's just blowing my mind. It is. And, you know, there are facilities, like to be fair to the facilities, there are facilities that do uh, a great job on security and they have all the security cameras that you want, but it's just not the industry norm. Um, there's right. so much more demand in the industry than there is supply that basically anyone can throw up a facility and it's full tomorrow. 
Um, I think the United States, the average occupancy of storage facilities right now is 93%. So uh, (laughs) the industry is spending $5 billion a year just trying to build more facilities and, and keep up with the demand in the U.S. right now, and they just can't keep up. Wow, that um, is staggering. Yeah, it, it is. It's and so you know, Preston, my co-founder, he he just had the thought like, well, what if there was a directory for you know nice, safe garages all over the country? Like, what if everyone could do this and save a lot of money on storage and feel a lot safer about their stuff? Um, and so that's kind of where Neighbor got started. Wow, that's like I I mean I think some of the best entrepreneurial ideas come from just something in your own life where you're like, "Hey, I, this doesn't work. Like, let me try and find a better solution." So, how long did it take you guys from idea to actually getting this idea off the ground? So, we, you know, we decided to just test it. We we put up a very basic landing page uh, and we just wanted to see how much interest there was in doing this. Like, are people even open to this? And we were just blown away. Like, in the two months after we put that landing page up, we were getting so many requests to list, you know, garages and, and other space in people's homes and to rent from them that we couldn't keep up because we were actually, at the very start, we were calling everyone. If we, we didn't have a <laughs> system. We just called people and said, hey, uh, you know, David down the street from you uh, would like to store his car in your garage. Um, how? Let's set up a day for you guys to to meet and and do the transaction. How much do you want to charge David? Yeah, and we would actually r- run the transactions through Venmo um, before we had a payment processing system. So it was clear that people wanted this solution, uh, and we were just filling a need. And so very quickly after we realized that, uh, we're talking, you know, a couple months after we launched the landing page, we built out a super robust site that uses, you know, a secure payment processor and allows people to securely, you know, talk to each other over our platform and, and create these storage agreements over our platform. And it just has kind of taken off, uh, from there. We've been doing this for two years and we already have users in almost every state. Wow. That's unbelievable. So walk me through like how does it how does it work if I want to rent out my space or how does it work if I'm looking for space? So, you know, really it gets at the heart of this affordable housing crisis that, you know, we talked about at the beginning. And there there are people that are, you know, paying a mortgage that uh, maybe is a little burdensome for them, but they have space. They have excess space. They have, a, they may not have living space that they can rent out on an Airbnb, yeah. but they do have unused space. And it can be anything from like a garage to an attic to a basement. We've even had people put up a closet on neighbor. <laughs> hey, um, why not? Right. <laughs> right. And then there's this other group of people who, you know, their home is too small for them. They're looking for a place to store their items and they want a place to store. And we basically uh, connect those two groups of people together to solve each other's needs. So the renters, they get storage for about half the cost of a traditional self-storage facility. 
which is, you know, saves you about $2,000 a year on the average storage facility. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete.me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete.me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. 
take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. That's a, that's a significant amount of money, for sure. It is. I mean, we we remember when all the news hit about the Trump tax cuts, you know? right. You, and everyone was excited because all of these companies were giving out, you know, $1,000 bonuses to all their employees. And we were like, if you just switched from your storage unit to neighbor, you save twice that much every year for the rest of your life. <laughs> Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 4.5% APY on an eight-month CD special or 4.25% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash cdspecials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the eight-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC. Did you hear the news? The Federal Reserve cut interest rates by a quarter point. You're probably thinking, Shauna, that's great, but should I care? 
I think, yes, you should care because learning what some of these things mean to your own money just makes you more educated overall. And if nothing else, you can whip out some fun stats at your next dinner party and leave your guests asking, hey, tell me more. Where did you learn about that? What do you know about that? So again, you're probably thinking, great, but I want to know more. Why does the Fed actually cut rates? Well, it's pretty simple. It's really just to stimulate borrowing. So you and me, we go out and we buy more stuff. We get more credit cards. Maybe we buy or refinance a house. We basically are just encouraged to spend more money, which sounds a bit fishy that we're encouraged to go out and spend more money, get in more debt, whatever it may be. But whether you realize it or not, all of your adult life has been orchestrated a lot by what the Fed does. The economy is good. Great, you go out, you spend more cash. It's not so good. Okay, maybe you worry a little bit. Your 401k balance maybe dips a little bit. You don't spend as much money. There's this ebb and flow, kind of this natural pattern that happens throughout the course of the years, the months, the days. And a lot of it is dictated by the interest rates that the Fed actually sets. And the Fed has said that it might cut rates a bunch more times over the next 12 months, which is very, I don't want to say ironic. I would use the word interesting because that is election time. So around 12 months from now, we're going to be talking about all sorts of topics related to elections. But just a little interesting tidbit, traditionally every election year, the stock market has become a little bit unpredictable. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next year. But just to give you a little heads up, that has definitely been the trend. Uh, so it'll be fascinating nonetheless just to watch what happens. And while you won't feel a big difference in a quarter point cut, Maybe you'll see a buck or two less on your credit card minimum payment, a couple of more bucks difference if you have a home equity line of credit, maybe three to four bucks a month difference on a new car that you might purchase, a few bucks savings on your student loans that aren't fixed. Most significantly, you might see a difference on your home mortgage if you have a variable interest rate, again, depending on your mortgage. The bad news, those high interest savings accounts that I tell you to get over and over and over again, you're going to see a little bit of an interest rate dip. So when interest rates go lower, that affects the good stuff like your savings interest rates in a negative way. Uh, the, the bad stuff like credit cards and student loans, some particular student loans that's going to help you in a good way and maybe lower your payment by a few bucks. So all in all, I say, hey, we'll take a couple bucks here and there, and then we'll wait to see what happens over the next few months, wait to see what maybe we need to reallocate when it comes to our money. So the Fed meets again in October and then in December. So now you're in the know. That is, that's your like neon sign, you know, <laughs> a motto, like, because it's true. Like we tend to think of these like big things that are going to make these like big sweeping changes in our lives that sometimes of course fall so short, but like it's little things like this that you don't realize like there's a better way. There's a more cost-effective way to do this. That's right. And people don't realize you know, certain things we know are subscriptions, like we know our Netflix 
is a subscription. We pay $10 a month to Netflix and that starts to add up over time. But I, I don't think most Americans realize that if you have a storage unit, that's your single largest subscription payment. You're going to pay 300, you know, how many yeah. Netflix subscriptions is that? Right? Like a <laughs> hundred. <know>? A lot. <laughs> it's a lot of movies. <laughs> it is a lot of movies. And so those bigger ticket items, if you can save some money there, it really adds up. And it's even more meaningful, I think, for our hosts. The savings are really nice for our renters. But for our hosts, you know, we have hosts earning ten, fifteen thousand dollars a year just renting out space in and around their no homes. No way. Yeah. Wow. So they'll put up a lot next to their house and they'll park, you know, a few boats or, or RVs or maybe they'll put up there. But one thing I think is really cool, uh, we, we started in Utah, actually, in Salt Lake City. And a lot of people have basements in Utah that are unfinished when the, when they buy the home, the basement is, you know, just concrete and they'll have this dream to finish their basement, um, and put like a, a guest room down there or a, you know, a playroom for their kids or, or they've all got some idea for their basement. And we've had literally thousands of people rent out these unfinished basements, rent them out for storage and they'll store boxes down there, someone else's boxes or, or furniture items down there. And they'll earn, you know, a few thousand dollars a year. And it only takes them a few years before they have enough saved up from their neighbor uh, earnings yes. to actually pay to finish out that basement. Sneaky. I like that. <laughs> so what would you say, though, to someone who might be like, like, red flag, red flag, like, aren't there security issues like for my stuff? Like how is that um, facilitated for the people who are, who are renting the space? I think we consider that our number one job and neighbor uh, because really it's a transaction between two people, not neighbor. Uh, you know, we try to take money from the, the renter and pay the host. So what is our job in all this? Well, our job is to make sure it's a safe transaction So we do a number of things. First, both parties have to agree to uh, basically our storage agreement that outlines what you can and cannot do. It's a legal agreement that they're bound to and it helps keep things safe. We also make um, all of our hosts ID verify. So, you know, Uh, these aren't just random people on the internet. We're collecting a government ID from them and making sure they're a legitimate profile And then we, you know, that's all great. And a lot of companies do that, uh, those basic steps. But we just wanted to make this a no-brainer transaction for people. And so we thought, how can we do that? Airbnb's got a $1 million guarantee for their Mm, uh, hosts that rent on their platform. And so we um, actually extend... We said, you know, let's let's uh, do one better. We extended two million dollar guarantee to all of our hosts that completely protects their property. It protects them from liability on the transaction. If someone is backing in a boat to their garage and you know they accidentally clip the side of the garage and it causes some damage, that's covered up to two million dollars, right? So wow. it, you're very safe. And then. On the renter side of things, 
when you go to a storage facility, your items are actually not covered. You know, if the storage facility burns down or, or really? whatever, you're on the hook for that. And most people don't know that. You have to go get your own third-party uh, renter's insurance policy. For the storage in for the storage in the storage unit? I never knew that. In the storage unit. Yeah. So not only does it cost you like three hundred dollars a month to rent out the storage unit, but then you gotta go pay another like fifteen dollars a month for a renter's <laughs> policy. <laughs> so it just it's crazy. And and we were wow. just like, what if no one ever had to worry about that ever again? What if like we just didn't have to worry about that? So to all of our renters, if you store your items on neighbor, we just guarantee your items up to $25,000. So if anything happens to them, um, if there's any sort of damage, if your host's home floods or whatever, uh, your items are covered and replaced up to $25,000. So it's just about the safest platform storage platform in the nation that you could store on. And that includes the traditional self-storage facility. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that some of the stuff like is just sort of blowing my mind. <laughs> I'm glad you're sharing all this. I, I'd love to hear also like you shared, of course, um, you know, some s- stories about people then like finishing their their basements. But have you tracked or seen other customers who have, you know, generated this passive income stream and that then has somehow, you know, changed their lives in one way or another? Yeah, there's. I, I probably the two most common things it's it's a good question and, and people will they'll they'll uh it's something we didn't anticipate founding a technology company that people would <laughs> you know send in personal stories but we get emails and like text messages to our customer success line of people just texting in really cool stories probably the two most common themes that we see are this helps me uh, pay off my mortgage. So renting out space in my home helps me pay off my mortgage, or this helps me pay off my student debt. And I think that's less reflective of, you know, our company and more reflective of the two things that people are most worried about. Um, you know, those are the things that are hanging over people's heads right now are mortgages and student debt. We had this, this, I'll just share one story. We had this uh, girl uh, message in just a few weeks ago. And she just said, uh, I'm just reading this, her her message. Uh, I asked her if I could share it as well. She said, hey, I have a cool story for you guys. Neighbor is helping me to quit my job to be a stay-at-home mom by making the extra $100 I need to pay my monthly student loans bill. It's the last debt that my job was covering, and now we have some extra income to make quitting possible. Cool, huh? Just thought that would make your day. And that stuff, I mean, it really does make our day. Like, that's what makes it worth it to provide a service like this is when you get a message like that. Yeah, because I mean, it's it, like we started out the the episode. It's not just that you've created this you know, this company that is solving this, what, you know, is a seeming like immediate problem. But when you think of the ripple effect of what the extra income could do in somebody's lives and how that could really change their lives and with finances, of course, being like the biggest pain point for most people, I I, I think it's, it's amazing that like you could create this entity, but then you know, the problem that it could actually solve is like so much bigger than you can even imagine. 
It is. And, and I love what she says, because I think it gets at the heart of kind of the other thing we talked about. And that is for a lot of people like Uber is not an option. Uber is a phenomenal income stream if you can do that. But like this, this host of ours that messaged in her goal was to not work, um, right. to not, you know, be driving around in Uber all day. She had kids. She wanted to stay home with the kids. And Uber can never enable her to do that because it does, at the end of the day, require work. Um, and I think what's so cool about Neighbor is that lets people really tap into and leverage assets that they already have. Like everyone has a place to live. Everyone has space. Everyone has unused space of some sort. And she just rented out a super small space in her home. It makes her that extra $100 a month. And she doesn't do any work for that. It's not like Airbnb where you have to clean up for them every two days. Because when people store, they come in and they they put yeah. down their boxes or they park their boat. And you you don't see them for you know a year or two. Uh, until you're done with this storage transaction. It's, it's more of a long-term, you know, low-touch, passive experience. Right. Yeah. When we think of storage, we think of like dirty spaces. <laughs> not to say that, not to say that this stuff is being stored in dirty spaces, but like, you know, I mean, you go into your, if you have a storage unit, you go into your storage unit and there's dust on the boxes and it's just, you know, it's a, it's a different experience. You're right. Than you know, Airbnb or, you know, Uber where you've got to keep your car clean and have fresh mints. It's, it's just a different, um, it's a different experience. This has been absolutely fascinating, Joseph. You've like totally blown my mind on <laughs> so many different things. I'd love for you just lastly, you know, what would you say to somebody who's listening who's just thinking like this is just too good to be true? Like there's no way I could generate this type of passive income or there's no way I could feel, you know, safe about this. Like what would you tell that person? Well, I love that you use that phrase. That's actually kind of a company motto of ours. Um, it, we're always saying in our company, how can we make this product too good to be true? We want to do, so that was actually a big motivation between the guarantees that I talked about, yeah. our $25,000 guarantee and our $2 million guarantee, is we just wanted to make it too good to be true. But, you know, for someone who's who's tepid about, you know, being able to make this kind of income, whether it's through neighbor.com or through some other um, resource, I would just say start small. Like if, if you know, we'll have people that uh, they have a big home and they had six kids living in their home and they're all moved out now, you know, they're kind of empty nesters and they're a little less familiar with the sharing economy, a little more worried about it. And we always just tell them, you know, don't rent out your whole house, you know, rent out a small five by five space in your garage and see how you like it. See how you like the renters. I think you'll realize that people are super friendly. You build long lasting relationships uh, and then you can grow your passive income from from there. So that's what I think I would say is just is just uh Dip your toe in the water and you'll find, I think, what millions of other people have found. And that is that people are really uh, 
genuinely kind to each other on these kinds of platforms. I love it. Such great advice. Start small. Well, Joseph, again, this has been so fascinating. Tell the listeners where they can go to check out more about Neighbor and sign up if they're interested. Yeah. So we try to make it easy with uh, the URL. It's just neighbor.com. And you can go on there. It takes about three minutes to list the space and we get it rented out. Um, You can list space anywhere in the United States right now. And then we also have mobile apps. So whatever your preferred platform is, if you're an Apple iOS user, just go search neighbor storage on the app store. Or if you're an Android user, neighbor storage on the uh, play store and 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 then submit us feedback like i said our, our motto is too good to be true if there's anything that you find on our platform uh, that could be better that we could make too good to be true send us a message and and we'll build it we're builders Thanks so much for checking out this episode and a big thanks to our sponsors that make this show possible. Remember to subscribe in your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. But before you leave, I want to empower you to embrace where you are today, the good and the not so good. And remember, nothing lasts forever. Just keep taking small steps every day and remember how awesome you truly are.